welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we reflect on our year visiting all 59 U.S. national parks. Whether you are planning to visit your very first park or you bleed gray and green, we're here to share our insights on exploring, understanding, and loving America's best idea. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're sharing a very special in-person interview with Allison and Dan from Happy People Hike. Happy listening. So, Elizabeth, we are in our cheapest hotel. I know. Or let me say motel ever. It broke a record. It did. I think so. I don't, I can't, I was trying to think of another time when we, I mean, we only had a couple hotel rooms throughout our whole trip, but none. Seven to be exact. None. (laughs) Oh, we had a couple we did not pay for. That's true. That's true. None compared to this. Right. So right now we are just outside Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore, halfway through our tour of Lake Michigan, circumnavigation of Lake Michigan, and we are um, taking a, a night off from the freezing cold because I don't know about you, but I did not expect exactly how cold it was going to be all the way up here in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Yeah, I knew the temperatures. I knew that it was going to be cold. I guess I thought that uh, we had, you know, we had camped in those te- kind of temperatures before. We'd be fine. We've gotten soft. We've definitely gotten <laughs> soft, uh, as evidenced by the fact that for We've a, yet to pitch our tent. Well, also evidenced by the fact that in a seven-day trip, we have gotten one hotel room which was a much is a much higher ratio than our yeah. year year of 59 parks. Yep. But for $36 in the Upper Peninsula, you can get a double bed and a bathroom with a shower with hot water and a microwave and a TV and a fan. A TV about 12 inches <laughs> across. Hey, it works. It works. Well, we haven't bucks. tried, but it we assume it works. <laughs> Thirty-six dollars. Anyway, so no, we're about. I was ecstatic about that. Yeah, we're about halfway through our trip right now, um, and at Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore, we're going to be doing a long hike tomorrow around some of the coolest parts of the park, and then moving on to um, a couple other national park sites this in this same week. So we're super excited. But at the very beginning of our trip, uh, we mentioned we hadn't actually pitched our tent yet and one of the reasons was because right after visiting indiana dunes national lakeshore we went up to grand rapids we met up with a couple friends of ours that we uh, connected with through social media first then in person during our trip so elizabeth tell me how you met our friends dan and allison yeah, so we we had reached out to them, you know, at some point when we were getting ready to go on our trip see, to see if they wanted to connect. We were able to talk back and forth and work with each other a little bit throughout our trip. And um, I knew that I found out that Allison was going to WITS, which I went to. And so I got to meet in person, got to hang out with her a lot. What do you want to say? Wits is the Women in Travel okay. Summit. <laughs> yes. In Milwaukee um, that we were at last weekend. Yes. So, two weekends ago. Right. So, anyway. So, we we um, 
got to meet in person and, and got to hang out a lot. And we were telling her about our Michigan trip and she's like, I'm in Grand Rapids. Like you guys can stay a night. So we got to, uh, be hosted in the most amazing way. (laughs) And get shown around Grand Rapids. Awesome city. Well worth another visit from our perspective. We just barely got to scratch the surface. Yeah. So anyway, we were super excited because we, um, knowing a little bit about their company and knowing what they're about, we knew that they would be perfect people to share with you all today in a long form interview. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So take a listen and I hope you enjoy as we really did hearing about them their love for the parks and love for just getting outside and their really amazing company that they've started up. So here we go. So we are super excited today because we are not in our living room. We are actually in a very different living room in a very different state. Grand Rapids, Michigan, here with two special guests of the podcast, and we are guests in their home. <laughs> We're all guests here. Dan and Allison from Happy People Hike. So, Dan and Allison, how are you doing? Great. We're so happy you guys are here. You forgot to introduce uh, two people, Cole. Oh, right. Yeah, the, the two people who are on your laps right now. Um, not people. That would be weird to have <laughs> people on your they laps. They think they're people. They're four-legged people. That wouldn't be that weird to have people on your laps. Like, that happens a lot, a little bit. Well, when they're, I, when they're children. Ask Santa. I don't know. <laughs> he probably thinks it's pretty normal. No, so Penny, Sid, are two favorite. Are they both wiener dogs? Penny's actually a dachshund corgi mix. Okay. And then Sid's a miniature dachshund. So. Okay. I don't even know yeah. what a wiener dog is, technically, <laughs> um, but... It sounds cool. Elongated yes. shape dogs. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. We, wiener shaped dogs. <laughs> well, anyway, we're so excited to be able to do do this uh, live. Yeah, this not is a, Skype, so a this Switchbacks is, podcast first. It is. To do a live interview. I feel so honored. To have mm-hmm. other people join us in our ramblings every week. So we're just going to start, and Dan and Allison, would you guys care to just tell us a little bit about yourselves and maybe about your business? All right. Go ahead, Allison. As, as they point to each other. <laughs> this should be video, actually. Well, I am Allison, and this is Dan, and um, we started Happy People Hike in 2013. Dan was always the super adventurous one, and I was slightly questionable when it came to that, um, but he kind of forced me into doing some hikes and camping and that type of thing. And we just sort of had a little moment out on a mountain one day where we were like, everyone we talk to out here is just super friendly and happy. And it's just such an amazing experience that we want to share that with other people. Um, And that kind of started the happy people hike thing. And we've just taken it from there. Um, It's kind of been our side hustle. We do both still have other full-time jobs. Um, And yeah. That's it so far. We're working on, we have t-shirts and stuff like that, the blog, and just ty- trying to encourage people to get outside and sort of find their joy in nature. Yeah, so that's another question. Maybe, Dan, you can explain a little bit about the the philosophy behind the business because it really does seem like you have 
guiding principles or just a, a larger purpose, maybe? Yeah, um, as Allison said, you know, we, we try and encourage people to get outside um, because we always found it so relaxing, uh, stress relieving, whatever it may be. And, you know, there is a there is kind of a healing power to being outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've always noticed that. And we've noticed it in other hikers that we would pass on the trail. And, you know, we want to encourage people to get outside. And there's there's a lot of people we run into um, wherever they may be here, here in Michigan that don't get outside as much as maybe they want to or don't know where to get outside. So, you know, we want to encourage people to, to do that. Um, you can do it in your local park or you know you don't have to go far to, to, to get outside and enjoy yourself but um finding finding your happy and in, in whatever it may be that you do outdoors but just to encourage people to get outdoors more mm-hmm. alan uh, so allison touched on it a bit how how did you fall in love with the outdoors was it something from when you were a kid yeah my uh my dad always was more of an outdoor guy camping you know, on weekends and fishing, and and I kind of fell in love with the outdoors uh, that way. Um, you know, I, I lost it a little bit in high school just being a teenager, and once I got to college, I noticed I started doing it a little more um, and, and having friends that wanted to do it and realized that I, I was missing something. So, you know, that kind of just led me to get outside more. And then, uh, you know, when I met Allison, she wasn't necessarily the outdoorsy type. Um, so we, we didn't get outdoors as much as I was getting. And so I started dragging her along to different things. And um, I started pushing her a little bit on certain hikes I and did trips. very well on our first camping trip when the tree blew down next to our tent and it poured rain the whole weekend. <laughs> and I was the only one loving it out of all four outdoorsy people. Very true. That was very true. Yeah, it was her first camping experience was uh, not the best weather. Uh, so I was, I was a little afraid she would not come back. <laughs> but I had the time of my life. I thought it was great. Well. I mean, I'm impressed. I think that, yeah, yeah that's a tough first one to deal with. <laughs> So, number one, parents, you can impact your kids. True. That's, uh, I help that, that can help you sleep at night, maybe. Number two, you can convert somebody. Husbands can convert their wives, or vice versa, depending on the situation. Those are the two lessons I get from that. Yeah, Uh, that's fair. No excuses, right? So, it... <laughs> that would be Penny and Sid. <laughs> I love it. They're having a wrestling match over there. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's fine. Oh, so you guys either always had this love for out the outdoors or grew to love the outdoors. So how did that like logistically? How did how did you decide okay, we're going to create a business out of this? Like obviously you care a lot about the outdoors and you want to share that with other people. How did that form into like, okay, we're going to create a real business out of this? Am I taking this one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I think, so initially, it honestly was kind of just a funny statement <laughs> that I had made, a comment I had made, and we kind of initially were just like, oh, that's kind of clever, that'd be cute on a bumper sticker or something mm-hmm. like that. So we sort of started with this like let's make one. Like, I want one for my car. I want, you know, I think our friends would like it. And it started super just simple, like, make it for ourselves type mm-hmm. of thing. 
Um, but I think both of us kind of always had this vision of something that was ours from the start. You know, at the time we both were working for other people um, and sort of searching for that path of combining what you love with also making an income and doing yeah. something and also yeah. making an impact on the world. Um, I think we were both sort of in search of something more and what started as kind of a fun little side, just something kind of just kept growing into mm-hmm. something that we became very passionate about. And we realized that we could do so much more with it to impact other people, but then to also have a business and an income and something that we're really proud of that we can grow. That's our own. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it- that's like the dream having something that you like to do and also makes you money. Right. Yes. And that oh, yeah. also helps other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. a dream. That's Put all three together, and yeah, we nailed it finally. It took a while. <laughs> so, happy people hike. Is it especially for hiking, or do you like do you do everything outdoors, or is or is like hiking your your main thing? Hiking is definitely our main thing, but I, you know, I love kayaking. I love mountain biking. Uh, Allison, I fall can't. off bikes. Yeah, so I love um, running. And getting outside and generally, you know, I, we've run into awesome people that climb, uh, again, mountain biking, things like that. Uh, just getting outside, whatever it may be, you know, we definitely encourage our main thing. We love hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I find it the, the easiest. You can stop every once in a while, take a look around and, and, you know, enjoy the views that you can get from mm-hmm. hiking. So I do think. People sometimes get scared by the term hiking, too, because mm-hmm. honestly, it can be, which we just wrote a blog post about recently, um, you know, a walk in your local park, that's going for a hike, that's getting outside, mm-hmm. that has some of the same benefits as, you know, planning some six-hour-long climb a mountain. Like, Definitely, and it's yeah. a lot less intimidating, too. Exactly. It sounds, it's something everyone can do. It sounds like a do. big barrier, like hiking sometimes, and you see all these pictures, and it's like the most amazing hardest steepest climbs ever and that's not what it has to be it's just getting outside and walking is the main thing yeah don't yeah. put up those barriers for barriers for yourself those barriers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean really somewhat honestly the most i would say impactful moments have just been at our local park when mm-hmm. it's by myself and i've had a bad day and i just need 10 minutes outside alone mm-hmm. yeah and that's it's so much more realistic for people to do in their normal lives to integrate into their into their daily lives. Um, so so hiking. Well, I I don't know. People always ask us, "What's your favorite national park?" And it's hard to come up with one favorite. But what it, what are some of your favorite moments when you've been hiking, or some of those like big you know times in in your hiking lives that you'll always remember? Or if you have favorite mm-hmm. hikes or if you have a specifically, favorite hike. <laughs> that's great sure. too. Sure, you go first. Uh, well, some of some of my favorite parks, Glacier National Park, by far, um, is is my favorite. Um, you know why? I think I just because I I visited it early and it caught mm-hmm. my I don't know there was something magical about it, yeah. uh, whatever it was. But it was definitely that's where we came up with Happy People Hike. Well, that that helped oh. too. Yes, <laughs> that was it. That was and yeah. it's funny because where we came up with with our with our trip was a dinky little trail in Kansas City. So it's like oh, both ends it. of the yeah, nice. <laughs> like, nice. It, was, it was like a nothing trail. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, no, so Glacier is definitely one of my favorites. Um, it, the trails, 
I it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the shorter ones actually are some of my favorites. Uh, Avalanche Lake hike in Glacier was amazing, and for the views you get, and for mm-hmm. a, you know fairly easy um, easy hike uh, that most people can do, it yeah. was unbelievable views, mm-hmm. and it gets you really into you know what you could see in some of those national parks. But that that was a great one. Um, but there's a, all the parks kind of have a, a special something to them. You know, Denali yeah. was great, and um, the Canyonlands actually I think is a really underrated national park. For I sure. love Canyonlands. Could spend weeks weeks mm-hmm. there um, and still not see everything. So I basically second everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I mean, again, I think Glacier partially just because of. For me, that was my first time ever really seeing something like that and Mm -hmm. climbing and minus the whole, I thought we both were going to die because of altitude sickness on the side (laughs) of a mountain. It was just one of those moments that you don't forget because it's the first time you're experiencing something like this and you're having these thoughts of like, wow, this is what's Mm -hmm. out here that I had no idea and I'm so tiny and this is so big and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of the emotional aspect of it. I think we both have a connection to Glacier because of that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think every park we've been to, I could say, this is my favorite, this is my favorite, because they all have something so unique. Yeah. And we haven't been to a mall, so there's still <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. some... Yeah, you guys have about 30 parks on us, so <laughs> we got but, a ways to go. Yeah, but we've been talking about how that's, that is a goal yes. of yours. Oh, yeah. Yep. To um, go to every national park. For yep. us, not so much in a year. It's more of a life. <laughs> We're going model. lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> But you just went to, <laughs> your, what number was Mammoth Cave you just went to last week? 19, 1920, 1920 something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's up right. there. That's, and you've already been to a couple in Alaska, so there's yep. Yep. some big ones checked off. So you're on your way, for yeah. sure. It's a process. Yeah, we'll you're much further than <laughs> probably 90% of the country. So That, that is true. Yeah. So love those favorite hikes. And if I remember, Avalanche Creek, or Lake, Lake Hike. Yeah. That was in the Lake McDonald area. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, that, we love that, that one, That was too. one of the few hikes we got to do in Glacier because most of the going to the Sun Road was closed because oh. it was still... Yeah. It was May. It was May. It was this time last year, actually. Very and so cold. We, we got to do some kayaking on um, oh, one of the lakes back back by Man, um, Many, many Glacier. Glacier, that yeah. area. Oh, yeah. There's a lake back there. Uh, we went to Grinnell Glacier. We got to like walk on the snow back to there. Um, but yeah, nice. it was it was kind of limited. So Glacier is definitely one we're gonna have to go back to. Yeah, going to the Sun Road. If yeah. you and missed out on that, it tremendous. Yeah, it's worth going back for. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. we because we could go up it one side for you know fourteen miles or something, and then around to the other side for ten miles. So I think it was only like a eight mile chunk in the middle that was closed for the snow, but. And I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed by the people who say Glacier is their favorite. Um, because it was my favorite too. Growing up, the, we went to yeah. a few as a family, and that one, for whatever reason, just like you, was kind of that magical place mm-hmm. that just uh, captured my imagination. I do think it's kind of underrated. I think that's maybe why it's not super touristy, which yeah. gives it some more of that charm and that allure mm-hmm. when you get there, is it's very untouched, mm-hmm. um, and it's still very rustic. So I do think that's something that's appealing if you've never experienced something Definitely. like that. Yeah, that's Definitely. a good point. Like, it's on 
on the same level of the crown jewels like Yosemite and, and Yellowstone maybe, mm-hmm. but, but it doesn't get the buzz. Yes, um, yep, absolutely. So, talked about the favorites. Do you have any scariest moments? Or most dangerous When you've hikes? been hiking? Oh, there was definitely a, close calls. A, a second where I, I was very scared. Um, we were on a hike and we had actually just done a ranger program. They were talking about bear safety, what to look for, you know, um, some of the stuff that you don't read in books, like the smell of the air turns mm-hmm. um, when you're walking down the trail, um, turn sour. And if it does, you know, start looking around, be aware. And uh, we, were, we were doing a hike and I just remember we saw all these signs of the bear, of bear signs along the trail you know digging up bulbs for food and um the air you know kind of smelled foul and Mm -hmm. and we were walking along and and allison was ahead of me and i all of a sudden look up and she has just frozen deer and headlights look and i'm like we we ran into the bear i was like this is it so i started reaching down for bear spray and she's just frozen. As I was reaching for my camera. <laughs> frozen. And yeah, I come, I, I finally get up to her and she's sitting there and there's a, you know, a, a moose, a baby moose um, just standing there. And she's, she's more in awe than scared. And then I realize, but I, then all of a sudden mama moose, mama moose comes out from behind the tree. And I said, nope, we, it, I mean, this was maybe 10 feet. Oh. Between oh, us. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I, yeah. I said, we need to yep. get moving. Let's go. So it was, it was a little, uh kind of almost panic stop you know a couple times i'm like oh this isn't as bad and then yep no okay we still still need to keep keep it moving so it was it was a little scary running into an animal that big yeah and where was that uh that was in glacier that was in glacier. Yeah. yeah i remember honestly initially thinking when i saw the baby moose almost that it was fake because your brain mm-hmm. doesn't totally process <laughs> that you're face-to-face with a live animal because right. it's just standing there too. And then I was, yeah, kind of in awe. And then I'm like, oh, I should take a picture. <laughs> Trying to get my phone. And it had never even occurred to me that Mama Moose might be there. And then you look about two inches to the left and then I realized why he was panicking because Mama Moose is very large and not so happy. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one of my top three scary moments, but I have three. You have three? Oh. Two. Ooh, here we go. Two, two, two was when I thought I would have to shove Dan off the side of a mountain just to mm. get him down because he was having pretty bad altitude sickness. Mm. And I thought we weren't familiar enough with it and hadn't done our research. Um, and I honestly thought he was maybe having a stroke or something of that nature. He was slurring his words his hands and stuff couldn't function right and there's obviously no one else around you and where cell phone service that was in glacier as well man this is all our first highs and lows (laughs) yeah um and i thought for sure because there was no way in heck i was going to be able to carry him down that i was just gonna have to roll him down the side of a mountain and hope for the best um, and then number three was actually in um, Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and that was when we were hiking, and apparently there are these birds or owls they or scream. something yeah. that when they screech or scream or squawk or whatever they do, it sounds like someone's being murdered. Yeah. And it's an awful sound, and we could not, for the life of us, we were out there, we couldn't figure out what it was. You could just hear it in the distance. And you are out there in the woods by yourself and you have these visions of someone being mauled by a bear or someone being murdered or someone 
something because it sounds like a woman just screaming. Oh, my gosh. And there was no consistency to it or no, it was just this weird periodic. Mm -hmm. And we never, we stayed out there all night. We camped, backcountry camps and everything. Never knew what it was. I don't think I slept that night. And then a friend who works in the park system the next day who we met up with explained to us what it was, which would have been good to know in advance. It was (laughs) mostly terrifying. That's a good tip for people, I think, if you go to Rocky Mountain National Park. Yes. That kind of reminds me of Denali when it wasn't a sound. It was, sorry, not Denali, Kenai Fjords. It wasn't a sound. It was the sight of this snow since we were climbing up to Harding Icefield and crossing all of this snowpack and certain sections of the snow as we got up higher were just stained with big streaks of red. Oh god. Really <laughs> like, that's it, definitely blood. Yeah, <laughs> it was like something had gotten dragged, you know, oh, and created this no. big streaks of red. And, and we asked the ranger we're like is this from we figured it was just from animals from a, you know from from something dying and being dragged yeah. along like an animal right. being d- dragged. Right. And she said actually a couple, you know, just two days ago, we had our first bear mauling, and the... That's not true. No, sorry. that's not true. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never going in the woods again in the snow there's, anywhere. There's, an, there's a, it's, it's a, an algae that grows on the snow that's red. Really? It's so yeah. weird, because it's, it wasn't blood. It looked so, it was like dark red. They should exactly have signs like about blood. that. I know. <laughs> Just like the we birds. Were like, we were some of the first ones up because it was, it was we, we got there really early in the day. So there weren't very many hikers around us. When we were coming down, it was super crowded. But on the way up, we were just kind of looking around like, does everybody else see this blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have terrifying. thought the worst. I definitely would have thought the worst. <laughs> and then your, your moose story reminded me of when we were in Denali, in, back at Wonder Lake, and we were cooking at our at the picnic tables. They're separate. They have, like, the little cooking area with the bear room where you put all your food. And um, the moose just came right up. And oh gosh. there were a few other people, <laughs> a few other campers cooking with us, and we just – we. Basically circled the the whole structure as the moose went around it. So we were probably within ten or twelve feet of it, but it would it would walk around the corner and we were just opposite, That's <laughs> opposite, funny. just creeping around the corner, making sure it wasn't going to charge yeah. at us. Yeah, yeah. So moose are close. moose are large creatures. Well, and <laughs> they kill more people than bears. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, Crazy. Allison, you said. Um, well, Dan said his favorite national park was Glacier. Yeah. Do you have one, or would you agree with that? I think I'd have to agree with that. Um, Denali is probably tied, or a very, very, very close second, just because of the uniqueness. We were able to camp in Wonder Lake, um, and to be out that far and see the wildlife and the mountain mm-hmm. and it's just something that you don't, you can't put into words or pictures. You really mm-hmm. have to be there to see how amazing it is. You did have a favorite spot though, in Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain National Park, that Pear Lake wake up. Yeah, that I you, had a spot. You loved. It was beautiful. It felt like a movie set. It really we because we had hiked to our backcountry site, which really was not that impressive, and I was very tired and grumpy by the time we got there. <laughs> 
And then that the next, never the next when you're morning, <laughs> you're only having people hike. I was grumpy. Pe- grumpy I was very hikes. grumpy. People hiking at that time. <laughs> However, the next morning, I what I did not know is a short stroll away. You really you walked through. It felt like a movie set with like stones and then flowers and then little patches of snow mm-hmm. still here and there. Beautiful blue sky. We had a perfect day, and you get to this just very serene lake that it honestly it felt fake it felt Mm -hmm. like i was just on the backdrop of some something and it was just gorgeous that's yeah it was one of those spots that just to sit there and really take it all in and Mm -hmm. it was really cool that's awesome so beyond hiking and beyond the national parks well maybe yeah beyond the national parks let's say you guys have also traveled a lot of other places so do you have any non non I guess well I don't know do you want to include hiking or not in sure. this Sure so any other places besides the national parks that you've enjoyed traveling or some of your favorite other spots that you've been Yeah we we love the Canadian Rockies um obviously an extension yeah. through uh you know glacier and everything but the Canadian Rockies up in Banff uh Lake Louise Lake Louise has a hike if if you ever get up there my my favorite hike is of all time um, is the tea house hike. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two tea houses out in the middle of nowhere, and if you ever <clears throat> ever get up to Lake Louise, it's it's an absolute must do. And it's you know it's a ten mile maybe loop to get to both of them. Um, but we sat there. It's a it's a you know tea houses in the middle of the mountains. And one's on a lake, the other is uh, on, you know, kind of this stream that's coming down from some glaciers. But we sat out in front of one and just had avalanches coming down all around us. Mm-hmm. You could hear them. Um, you know, there's, there's no electricity, so everything, you know, up there is, is done by, you know, fires and everything like that. But they actually had really good food as well. And they had kind of sh- free food. Yeah, we were kind of shocked. Yeah, we we did the same hike when we were in Banff, the same tea house loop hike, and we second that. It was it was incredible. It was one of the best hikes we've ever been on. I couldn't get over the color of Lake Louise. It was. I was like, yeah. this is not a real color. Yeah, like, this it is looks not like a color coloring. that occurs in nature. It, How yeah. is right. this real? Yeah, yeah, that glacial flower, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what causes it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like bubble gum. It's like. Cotton candy, craziest blue yeah. color I've ever seen. Yeah, it's beautiful. So back on Happy People Hike, what is what is the f- your favorite thing about running your own business? Ooh. <laughs> or it's, it's just all bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, it's mostly, mostly good. good. Yeah. I mean, the pe- the people we get to meet. Yeah. You guys, obviously, um, but I mean, you meet incredible people mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's that's I love that part of it um, I think it's really opened my eyes to a world so much further than what we have here I mean mm-hmm. we're in Grand Rapids Michigan which is a fantastic place friends and family and everything are here um, but because of happy people hike we have been able to just expand this network of meeting people from such diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. and different likes and people that sort of have similar values to us with getting in nature and, Mm -hmm. you know, really doing what you love and not placing so much value on, you know, tangible things necessarily. Um, And I think that's stuff that we wouldn't have found if we hadn't started Happy People Hike. Absolutely. 
Do you have? Are there any less fun things that you have to put up with? <laughs> Accounting kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just um. I just finished I finished my accounting exam uh, two days ago. So, so you're I, gonna do all of our accounting for us? Yeah, outsource it. I mean, I think honestly, I think it really it's easy to want to just do the fun parts mm-hmm. of running a business, but honestly, probably fifty or sixty percent of running a business is the background, you know, to keep yourself. There's a lot you have to do, and there's a lot if you want to be successful. And if you want to do it right, I mean, I think we've learned we would rather start very small and very slow and build something that we're very proud of Mm -hmm. and that we're doing right than try and just jump in and do all the things and try and please everybody and, you know, build something Mm -hmm. that's not really authentically us. So I think finding that balance, that's the hard part of, you know, making it really be something you're proud of. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Dan, any surprises that you've had throughout your whole uh, how how long you've said 2013 yes. was yes. when you started? Yeah. Okay, so that's about four years now. Yeah. Any surprises during that time? Well, you're you're a one man team, so you gotta kind of learn how to do everything possible. So you do a lot of uh, googling. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know what I'd do if I would have started this before Google because it's been yeah. a huge and tremendous help. Um, but yeah, just uh, you become a jack of all trades, um, a master of none. But you, you learn enough to get by, and uh, you know some of the things that you maybe weren't expecting to learn about <laughs> um, Google Analytics and things like that. But um, it's all you know. You again, I, I you know I love working on the you know on happy people hike so it, it does help mm-hmm. that um you know kind of make the days a little little more enjoyable right yeah do you have any so kind of to wrap it up do you have any last advice for anyone who is interested in kind of taking their hobby maybe or something they're passionate about to the next level into creating this business any any kind of advice or things that you guys have learned along the way that you'd like to uh, summarize for our listeners? I say just do it and you learn (laughs) as you go. I mean, you have to accept that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failures. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. It's going to take a lot longer than you think it's going to take. I mean, there's so many things, but I think if you let that stop you, then you never really know. And Honestly, I think if you surround yourself with the right people and you find people who are very supportive, um, that are willing to grow with you mm-hmm. and make mistake with, mistakes with you, like you guys, I think were a great example that we kind of met from the start when you were starting mm-hmm. and we were starting. Um, and I think we've really worked well with each other through a lot of grace and a lot of yeah. just, you know, we're learning as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think it's one of those things that just try it. If you fail, big deal. So you find something else that works better. You know, you just go for it and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if if you have the, you know, financial backing and, the, and everything you need to do it, I, you know, I definitely say take the risk. Um, but it's not a bad thing either to start small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, we started with when we both had full-time jobs and started as a side project. Um, and you, again, you learn along the way. But I, I would say to don't wait till tomorrow, you know, start mm-hmm. and, and, you know, see where it goes. 
That would be, you know, kind of my my advice. Because you never know um, what might happen, but don't don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Because, and you know, it may be a year, and then you're like, oh, I wish I would have started this last year. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. just take a take take the first step, no matter how small it might be. Yeah, I think that's awesome advice for everybody. Um, I think that's a good place to end, actually. What? One quick thing. Would you guys like to just quickly share where our listeners can find you on social media or on, on your website? Yes. <laughs> Got it. Um, so website is just happypeoplehike.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and like Pinterest-ish. Don't really count that for much of anything. Everybody go find them on Pinterest. And <laughs> do, do it. Yeah. Or if you do, repin some of like our shirts or something cool. Um, no, Instagram really is kind of our focus. A lot mm-hmm. of it is based on the pictures, and we're really trying to do more with the stories, which are fun. Um, we're using Facebook as a really good resource for sharing articles and tips like that on mm-hmm. getting outside and parks and those type of things. Um, then on our website, we are really trying to ramp up our blog and share some useful info that way. So probably our blog, Instagram, Facebook are going to be the easiest. Yeah, awesome. and we've uh, seen some of your we, – we kept running into your blog posts on – or reposts of really cool articles on Facebook, and and you guys share some awesome stuff like that we definitely found useful. Oh, I read, the trip. I, I click on it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I read a lot of those articles because it's it's a lot of the best stuff I feel like from from around the internet. So we try and, to make it something of value. Yeah, like if you're you know there's a lot of stuff you just scroll past and everything, mm-hmm. and we'd like to be something that actually provides people with some value as they're scrolling. Through cats and things. <laughs> <laughs> <Cat> <laughs> videos. Definitely. Ditto for us. Uh, <laughs> but you also, just to add, you mentioned T-shirts, but there's a lot more than that on your site. Yeah. Add a, add a couple other things that um, people can find there. So we have the T-shirts, um, but honestly, I probably our biggest seller are stickers. Mm-hmm. Just they're fun, they're cheap, they're an easy way to show, you know, your love for the outdoors, give us a gift. Um, we have keychains, we have hats, we'll be getting new hats soon, um, some fun headbands, and every time someone places an order, we do plant a tree in a national forest. Um, and that doesn't matter if you order a $4 sticker or place a $200 order. If you do that, we'll plant like 10 trees. <laughs> 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 and, um, but that's just part of our initiative. We're trying to do um, some more with programming and stuff like that, but that's just one small financial thing we can do to at least help to provide something for future generations. That's amazing. So cool. How do you do that, by the way? I'm just curious. It's through, you'll know the- The National Forest Foundation. It is National Forest Foundation. Yep. Um, And it's for every dollar you donate, they plant a tree in the National Forest. Um, And I do believe on their website, there's ways to track where they're planting the trees and that type of thing. Very cool. That's amazing. That's a good tip in general for for people if they want to give back a little bit. Um, yeah, and in, in a lot of ways. So right, in, uh, hopefully right after this recording, we're going to go upstairs, check out your warehouse, <laughs> yes. check out your new latest inventory. My cubby is full of Happy People Hike gear. Yes, That's All right. I'm doing, I'm going to do some Instagram stories. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we're, get, we're just going to get so many new ideas of what we need to go on your site and find. Um, and... I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for agreeing to sit down and do this podcast live, which 
it's it's uh it's more fun to do it live. Yeah, this was fun. I like yeah. it. I would do this again. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it was more <laughs> awkward because I'm like the people. You can actually see that I'm like looking at my next question and like <laughs> watching the time. Usually when it's over Skype, it's like nobody they can't knows. Tell. That's true. We <laughs> could we, we could be doing the, the podcast video, naked. The right. Well, you saw us letting <laughs> yeah. the dogs in and out and trying to get them to stop playing with I toys. It, I it and <laughs> so we did good. I, I do have one last question because you keep trying to wrap it up, and I have lots of questions here. <laughs> so I can see the face she's making right now. Apparently, we need to get on the same for, page. Okay, for our two readers left, for listeners, hang in there. This is the best part. Stick with us; it's going to be great. No, so we're in Grand Rapids right now. Elizabeth and I are on our trip. Uh, we're doing a circumnavigation of Lake Michigan Ooh, over the next so week, hitting five different national park sites. We just came from Indiana Dunes National Lakeshore. So you all, though, much more familiar with Michigan than we'll ever be growing up here. What is your favorite place around Michigan that you would recommend if you have to if you visit one place? In Michigan, where would it be? I would say uh, Pitcher Rocks is is always a great one. If you if you can make it to the UP, um, we know it's the same state, but it is a little ways away. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to go that far. Sleeping Bear Dunes is also another great spot uh, for for uh, visiting. Um, get Lake Michigan and and the beach life. Um, and then I would add to that if you're not going to make it all the way to the UP. Um, Nordhaus Dunes in the LP. I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't think it is. Sure. It is um, <laughs> Nordhaus Dunes, if you're looking for something, a unique combination of you have the beach, so you can go Lake Michigan, beach mm-hmm. style, that type of thing, but also amazing hiking through the woods, and you can hike out. Um, camping is very open. There's options to camp on the beach. There are regulations with how mm-hmm. close you can be to the water, um, but it's not quite as regulated, I would say, as certain areas so that you're not stuck tent next to tent. You can really go out and find mm-hmm. your own spot and appreciate the lakeshore plus the forest um, plus some just solitude. Awesome. It's a really unique area. Cool. That's that's great because I hadn't heard of that one, I don't think. No. Until just now. Probably not. A lot of people have it. It's kind of an undiscovered, we will, which maybe I shouldn't have said yeah, anything. Yeah, I was going to say, don't give away yeah. our secret Don't spots. go there. I take it back. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> But at least we are going in the right direction with Sleeping Bear Dunes. And oh, Picture absolutely. Rocks. Yes. Yeah. So you guys are going to love it. We're so excited. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth is about to yank me off the stage with her <laughs> crooked shepherd's hook. So we'll wrap it up there. Thank you both, Allison and Dan. For all our listeners, check out happypeoplehike.com. Find them on social media. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth, one of the things that really stuck with me after their interview was when Allison said, just do it. You know, that's the advice she would give. And it's because we have heard that at least two other times in these switchback interviews we've done. People saying, literally, just do it. Uh, I don't think they're sponsored by Nike or anything, but that's the that's the big message that people seem to want to give to people is go follow your dreams, uh, take a chance. And I think 
Dan and Allison are awesome examples of that with their their company, Happy People Hike. Yeah, absolutely. I love how they talked about kind of starting small and not feeling like they had to make it this giant leap right away. And I think that's a good example of how you can start small too. So you don't have to quit your jobs. You don't have to uh, move across the world. You just have to smart, smart. <laughs> smart start. You have to Get do a that. smart start. Start. You um, have to start somewhere, either big or small. Whatever you want to do, you just have to start somewhere. Yeah, and I don't think I've mentioned on this podcast how my concentration in my MBA is entrepreneurship. Uh, so learning a lot about the tenets of being your own boss and starting your own company and you know lean startups go along with that. So it was just inspiring to hear a real-life example from Dan and Allison. So we hope you enjoyed the podcast and the interview today. We will be back next week to kick off our new topic called On the Beaten Path. Um, And we'll be talking about our top 10 easy walks in the national parks. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to share us with a friend, give us a rating on iTunes, or find us on social media at Switchback Kids. And you can always get additional national parks, videos, posts, guides, and more on our blog at switchbackkids.com. Switchbacks out. out.